Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet. Today I've got with me Kyle Jolliffe. Have you guys, if you haven't met Kyle, he's a great guy. He's the big, big ginger. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so how you doing? Uh, I think everyone kind of know who you are. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, to answer your question, um, I'm just a big redheaded um, guy. I go by Hammer out on the course. Um, so if you see me, um, I usually move pretty slow. Usually keep a constant pace. Um, but I'm getting there, you know, trying to trying to set my own personal records and stuff like that. Um, I'm fairly new to this. Um, I've only been involved in this probably about, I'd say, a year, if that. Um, um, kind of got started into these um, thanks to my future brother-in-law, Don, which happens to be uh, Mike's best friend. Yeah. Um, so I got started in these, I don't know, maybe about two years ago. Um, and started doing beasts about a year ago so that's pretty much about it for me i mean yeah so what what was your first like introduction into like ocr i know you've done like a couple of the the other ones yeah um so my first one was actually the warrior dash um Mm -hmm. i did that one a couple years ago um and we did that one geez where was that one that one i think was down in Bonnie Lake? Yeah, Bonnie Lake. Yeah, we did that one. And um, so was, that was kind of like my um, my first, you know, my, my maiden voyage, so to yeah. speak, into the world of OCR. And um, it's funny because it was kind of a hard hit. Um, there was actually, they had these um, they had these pits that you had to jump over. They were like four foot wide, mm-hmm. something like that. And, um, I think I've heard this, sorry. Uh, you probably have. Um, and... I, from what I gathered, they were supposed to be filled with water, but they weren't. And um, at the end of it, like, I mean, they had this really sketchy, like, trapeze thing. I don't know what, it, what we yeah. would call it. Um, but where you grab onto it, it was, it was very narrow. Like, it was just, there was hardly any room for your hands. And you, you just came through a water obstacle. Oh, so and, your hands all yeah, wet. your hands are all wet, wet. and dirty. And, and this, this thing is nothing but, you know, cold metal. And so I grab onto it and I go to swing across and, and surprisingly enough, I, I made it. But as it returned, it was weighted on the other end. So as it, it was, as it returned, it caught with my fingertips and it pulled me backward. So I fell into this like three foot, de- or three foot deep um, hole and I smacked my head on some rocks and kind of, kind of really jarred me for a minute. And I couldn't remember where I was for a second. I just, I kind of got up and everybody's gathering around like oh my gosh are you okay and and um and i'm just wondering where the heck i was yeah and you know and i look up and there's dawn you know pulling me out of this little pit and i was like what am i doing (laughs) what am i even doing 
And uh, so then I see Don, and he's, you know, and he's like, yeah, let's go. Just shake it off. And then I remembered, oh, I was in the middle of this race. So, you know, about another half a mile down the trail, you know, we're sitting there running, and I, I reach back, and I'm like, man, I'm really sweaty back here. I didn't realize that it was bleeding from the back of my head. And um, so I reached back there and I'm like, oh, man, I've got these little just little pebbles stuck out of the back of my scalp. And um, so I, I pulled those, you know, just kind of rubbed them out a little bit. And um, we got once we got done with the race, that was probably at about a mile and a half into it. I mean, yeah. it was only just a small 5K. Um, once we actually finished it, um, I stopped by the. Uh, the first aid tent, and they pulled the rest of the little pebbles out of the back of my head and patched me up a little bit. But, yeah. um, but after that, I was hooked, man. I just yeah, and, and that's kind of what you hear from a lot of people. It's like they do that one, you know, usually a buddy, a family member, somebody talked to them and hey, come do this with me. And they're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. And you go and do it, and then you become hooked. I mean, it's uh, that's kind of how you. So you you said you did warrior. I know you've done rugged in the past. Oh, uh, yeah, we did a rugged, um, I think two rugged maniac. No, two warriors and one rugged maniac, that's what it yeah. was. Um, and then, you know, just a whole host of other non-mud 5Ks and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, the mud ones are where it's at. That's where I have my it most is. fun. It is, and that's one thing, you know, for me, it's like I've always told everyone that I, you know, years ago, you know, back when I wasn't as big, <laughs> I, I did a lot of running, and I did, you know, and that was kind of my thing. I got bored. Yeah. And then once I started doing the mud runs, it was like, hey, this is something, you know, you kind of get a run and then it breaks up the monotony by doing, you know, the obstacles. Oh, yeah. And and that's definitely, actually, I've, I've come to that kind of point myself. You know, I, I just kind of got bored with the way things were going and and I decided I needed, you know, a new hobby and, um, you know, perfect timing on Don's part. You know, he kind of yeah. stepped in at the right moment and was just like, hey, you know, come out and do this, you know, give you I something to do. and. Yeah. And, um, you might do this with Mike and me. And, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. and you know, and it's since then it's just become kind of an obsession. It, it gets that way. Yeah, it I, gets that way. Like, I can see that. Your family your vacations wall. start going. You know, like, oh yeah, on my wall. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, normally I do this over the phone, but me and Kyle actually sitting in my little like man cave and my wall of of medals is next to us. Yeah, so bajillion. I'm surprised the wall's still standing. I'm surprised yeah. that the weight of the medals haven't pulled it over. But like I said, that's that's at this point almost ten years of medals. Yeah, that's true. I mean, some of those go back. I think the first medal is in two thousand and ten. But so I mean, there's a you know marathons and some of those you get the you know like the Spartans where I have you know the times two and times three. Yeah. So I didn't actually do another race. I just got something for doing more than one. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the uh, the marathon ones are like that, the rock and roll. Yeah. Um, when I blew my knee the first time doing a race. It was because I wanted that, because I'm a metal whore, and I had to have that special, yeah. it's like an Cascades, Mountains, Metal, and it's, yeah. we're doing both Portland and Seattle rock and rolls at the same, in the same year. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I think I'm probably on my way to becoming a metal whore as well. I, yeah. I looked at my little, you know, board today, and I, I looked at it, I'm like, man, I know I have more medals than that, and um, I'm missing my um, Tunnel to Viaduct. 8k one um i think that's probably in um i don't know if that's in my garage or if that's in one of the vehicles um yeah that one that's a well no it's not like lost it's just it's misplaced a a and um yeah i set it down somewhere because when we had come home from the race i i was just tired and i, I set it down um 
I think on our dining room table yeah. and we've got everything coming up, you know, for the wedding. So we just kind of moved all of our wedding stuff in there to get, you know, get everything prepared and get all that stuff organized. And <laughs> yeah, no, she would kill me. Um, she would, it would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think I'm on my way to becoming a metal whore. So it happens. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's fun having all the different ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got the Seahawks one up there. There's a, the Ugly Sweater one. I even got a Doctor Who one over there. Oh, yeah. You know, what's funny is I've turned Battle Benton into Metal Whore. Because oh. we went to go do the Love Them or Leave Them this year. And it was cold and nasty. And, you know, because they canceled it the first weekend because it snowed. And then yeah. they brought it back. And, you know, it was supposed to be the next weekend. And we went there and it was still cold and nasty. But I was like, can we just go home, Dad? <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do this. It's cold. It's nasty. This sucks. Yeah. And then he looks over and there's a table full of medals and he's like, oh, they got medals? Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it happens. You turn your kids into to metal whores. Well, that's kind of it. A lot of times I will literally, I will pick races by their medals. Yeah. It's like, do I want that medal or not? No? Then I ain't doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I need to get one for 2019. That's my thing though. I don't have a, I have my... The year is spread out, but 2019, I don't have one for yet, so. Yeah. Yeah, 15 and 16 are together because there wasn't as many races as those, those yeah. years. So, I still got my trifectas, though. Yeah. So, so speaking of trifectas and stuff, are you planning, you're getting a trifecta this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was my goal for this year. I wanted to get one. Um, I know it's, I mean, it's kind of small as far as, you know, Compared to other people, I know some people do like well, two a year. I know, and uh, um, I just I was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm itching to do this. Like, I really want to push the boundaries and challenge myself, and and so that was kind of where that all came from. Was just you know pushing myself to you know drive harder, and so I, I was just like, you know what? I know I've only been doing this for maybe a year or two. I'm ready to do it, you know, and. That's good. I mean, you know, and, and since we've met, you know, I've I've definitely dropped quite a bit of weight, yes, um, and and that's actually made things a lot easier, and it's actually made this this goal a lot more attainable. So that was another big factor in me deciding that I wanted to do one this year. Yeah. So um, I was actually going to do the Montana, but um, I'm being, you know, I'm getting sent away for work for a month, so I had to defer that. So I'm just going to end up doing the Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to defer the Montana too. I have to have a. For those that don't know, I'm having surgery on the 25th, so but I'm not telling you what for, just so you can think about it. <laughs> and no, no, it is not sexual irritation, Don. Shut up. So, just have to get that out there. Yeah. So. Oh, man. But, um, so, um, Trying to think where we're going to go with that. So, where, where are you going to do your races? You've already done. So, are you going to do any more Spartans or just the Seattle um, Beast? I think for this year, I'm just going to finish the the Beast in um, in Seattle. Um, so, I really don't want to go back to the Equestrian Center because um, after this past weekend, yeah, it was That's just where the Beast is. <laughs> I know. I'm just so sick and tired of seeing the Equestrian Center after last weekend. Yeah. Um, it, it, it gets that way. But, uh, but yeah, um, nothing against the Equestrian Center. It's just, you know, there's, you know, good and bad memories right there, or, you know, there right now. Um, but I think for the Spartans, yeah, I'm just going to finish out with the Beast. Um, the only other things that I have going on this year as far as, um, you know, runs and stuff like that, um, I've signed up for the 
there's the Portland terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, the day after that, uh, we're doing the Bridge of the Gods. And then in, that's what, August 10th and 11th. And then in September is the Beast. Um, October, we have the Green Beret Challenge. Yep. I'm doing that. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, you're, you're on, on my team. team. You're in the um, Beast Net team. Yep. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> And the big, uh, the big boy team. Yep. Hey, that's all right. We'll finish. We're gonna finish it. Yep. Um, and then in December, in December, we've got uh, the Seattle Marathon. You're doing that with us? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You are. That's gonna be. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah. That's that's definitely gonna be a wake up call for my feet. It is. It so. Is. It's one of those things we gotta. We have our Saturday walks. You know. You yeah. Usually, you know. I'm usually Don, there. Don drags us out, and me and Kyle are both usually there. We kind of skip a weekend here and there, but. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. Because Don's idea of a walk isn't like most people are like, oh, we're going to go walk a couple miles. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. Eight, nine. That's his idea of a walk on a Saturday. Yeah. What was it, a couple weeks ago um, when uh, when Deanna's car died on us? Uh-huh. That was, uh, I think it was just me, him, and Will. But um, that, that weekend in particular... Uh, I said, all right, Don, how, you know, what are we going to do today? He's like, oh, I'm thinking 8K. I'm like, holy cow, man. Like, really? <laughs> just an 8K? Just an 8K walk? That's, all right, fine. Yeah, let's let's yeah. do it. Sure. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times, too, is he just, he says, we're going to walk to here. Because he's learned with me, don't tell me the distance. Yeah. If you don't tell me the distance, most of them I won't do the math and think of it in my head. I'm just yeah. like, we're going to walk to Spark Stadium. I'm like, okay, whatever, cool. Yeah. And then my brain finally realizes Spark Stadium's almost four miles away from my house. Yeah. And we walk to Spark Stadium and then turn around and walk back. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes he'll just say, oh, we're going to walk until 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, usual start time's what, 6, 7 o'clock yeah. in the morning? So, oh, yeah, we're going to go till 10. And then, you know, he'll he'll pick up the pace. And then you'll just basically be like speed walking sometimes. Just depends on, you know, who's with us. Yeah. Yeah, he gets weird like that. If you, if you wonder why we keep pausing, my dog's being weird. So, oh, just so you know. That's okay. I have a crazy puppy. That's so. okay. Sammy, what are you doing? <laughs> crazy puppy. I love puppies. So, he's old and cranky. Yeah. So. But, that's all right. He's kind of warmed up. A little bit. But, yeah, like I said, watch those. He has a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a thing with his ears. He's got a weird thing about his ears, so. Well, speaking of things that aren't warm, how about that super this past oh, yeah. weekend? That, that super was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. It's it's a weird one because it's one of those things that you sit there and this is my, how many years have I done this race? Three years? Three years, I think, that I've done this super. And it's it's gotten colder and nastier every year. Yeah. And this year it was brutal. Yeah, it was, it was definitely brutal. It was. I don't think I've ever, you know. I don't think I've ever been subjected to that kind of cold, ever. Yeah. And it was one of those things that I think, like, last year, I think was wetter. Yeah. It was definitely wetter last yeah. year. And that's that's what I was gathering off of, like, the old Facebook posts and yeah. stuff like that. And it a lot of people really were saying wet, that. But this year, it was almost, like, I think it was, like, 15 degrees colder. Yeah. So, and that's what killed us all. We were expecting the wet and being wet the whole time. And I know a lot of people were really upset with the, the, the dunk wall being so early and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah but... Last year we were drenched just from the rain. Yeah, I mean it's. But I mean, you know, you you go into these races expecting to get dirty and cold and wet, and I mean the you know the mud when it gets on you, it's not going away. It's yeah. you know, so I I don't I don't really see why people were bothered by the dunk wall being so early. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it, it gave me 
you know it was kind of cool that you know they subject you to you know full submersion prior to going into all these obstacles using your hands and that's exactly what they wanted oh, yeah. they they wanted you to be cold they wanted yeah. your you know you to you know start experiencing early signs of hypothermia that way you can't use your hands and so yeah by and, the end my right hand was pretty much useless oh dude mile four i couldn't yeah. even use mine I, I mean you know we'd get to you know like twister or or bent or what was that one it was called bender yeah bender. um just got to those it. any yeah <laughs> i by that point i was just like you know what i mean i yeah i'll just do the burpees because i couldn't couldn't even close my hand even halfway you know and you know the whole time i'm walking i'm just like i'm shaking my hands i'm holding them up trying to get you know blood going to them i mean everything from like my elbow down pretty much was just unusable yeah it, it was and it was just uh like I said, I mean, I'm. It's cold and it's it sucked. And I mean, a lot of people. And I had really good friends that, that DNF because of hypothermia. And a couple of them, I mean, I literally saw them, and it's like I was looking, going, "You need to stop." Yeah. I mean, they're uncontrollably shaking. You could see their lips were turning blue. They were going into hypothermia. Yeah. And I get that, but I mean, everyone's suited differently. For me, I'm suited perfectly. I don't mind being cold. Yeah. I enjoy it honestly. Yeah. I would rather be cold than hot. So for me, it's, was I cold? Was I uncomfortable? Yeah, but I honestly, I could have done a beast in that and I probably would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm, I'm pretty well suited for the cold. I like the cold as well. Yeah. Um, my thing was mentally, I wasn't, I don't feel like I was ready for that kind of cold. You know, it was just such a, you know, quick onset for me that my mind just was not ready for it. Now, had I experienced something like that before, I, you know, I would have gone in knowing, okay, yeah, this is going to suck a little bit, but I can push through it. Yeah. You know, and this was actually my, my very first introduction to that kind of, you know, extreme, you know, extreme condition as far as cold was concerned. Oh, yeah, and, um, and it's a mental thing, too. Like you said, I mean, it gets you mentally. I mean, it, it starts messing with your head because there's things you can't do. You're cold. Yep. You know, you just, yeah. And, I mean, I'm, like I said, I like me. I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Washington. I've always been out in the rain. I've always been wet. I've always been cold. It's no problem to me. Yeah. You know, I've gone scuba diving before out in the sound where I split my my top. Mm. So I just went out my farmer, John, and, like, scuba dived until I was looking at my partner going, yeah, we need to stop. <laughs> And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm not shivering anymore. There's a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm used to the cold. It's my body. That's, I prefer the cold. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the biggest problems in my marriage is she's always cold. And I'm always like, I'll be in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and she's. You're just a natural born heater. That's yeah. what it is. She's bundled up and everything else. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And she's looking at me going, what's wrong with you? Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm the same way. I am I emit heat perfectly well, you know. Yeah. Um, but Saturday, I was cold. Oh yeah, um, I, I think we cold. all were. But I, I kept, you um, know, we just kind of kept trudging along. Yeah, and I mean so. that was, and I think that was probably the most important part, which is that you know we kept that movement going. Because yeah. um, I, I mean, I got to I got to Twister, and I I looked at it, and I was just like, you know what? No, I'm just I can't even move my hands. I'm going to go do burpees. Um, I got about 15 burpees in and then I got a pretty bad attack from my vertigo. And so I just, uh, I said, all right, I'm going to just chill out for a second, lay down, um, you know, and 
that uh, that kind of you know reintroduced a little bit more of the cold just because the ground was soaking yeah. wet, and, um, and so you moving. yeah, and I stopped moving. So um, I ended up getting colder because of that. But at the same time, what you know, I I didn't yeah. What am I going to do? I'm not going to get up and you know my whole world is tumbling right now. I'm not going to get up and do anything. So um, luckily, there were quite a few people um, you know that were you know, kind enough to come over and check on me. Hey man, you doing all right? You know, you know, can you breathe? Do we need to call a medic? Anything like that. And, um, you know, and, and it, it's funny because in my, in my moment uh, in fighting with that vertigo, I kind of felt, um, I don't know, I don't normally think this way, but, um, when I'm in, in those kind of conditions, especially with vertigo, it's like, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want anybody talking to me, touching me, whatever. And, um, so for like mentally a split second, I was just like, oh my gosh, go away. Don't check on me. But I'm glad I had that, you yeah. know, in retrospect, I'm glad I had that because, um, you know, and it's not just, you know, it's basically everybody that that participates is one giant team, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's the cool part about it. So, um, you know, there's, um, I don't know if any of them were, be, or, you know, beasts or whatnot, but quite a few people checked on me at, at that point. And, um, but once I, you know, once everything started uh, kind of, leveling back out i got back up finished my burpees and then um you know kind of ran through the field a little bit and um it was right after that actually um having laid down in the grass and all that that was when i probably reached my coldest and um that's when mentally everything started kicking in and and i was at this point to where um you know, I had never, like I said, I'd never been confronted with this kind of extreme cold before. Um, you know, the wind picked up a little bit. It started raining yeah. again. And, um, and I mean, was I was fire. just, oh, yeah. And um, I don't know if you remember, um, there was that big tree out in the middle of the field. And you had to, you know, you're approaching it on the left. And when you came back around it on the right-hand side of it, um, it, it almost felt like, it almost felt like that left side of the tree, there was no wind. Yeah. And then when you came around that big tree, it was like the wind just picked back up, but it was like, you know, 10, 15 mile an hour stronger. Yeah. And I mean, that kicked my butt too. Um, and I think that just at that point, right after I crossed or ran, went around the tree, that was when it really started kicking in. And I, I started just shivering uncontrollably. Um, my hands were white. Um, you know, no movement in my fingers whatsoever. Um, the next obstacle I think after twister was that, um, what was it like a seven, eight foot wall. Yeah. And, um, I went, I looked at that and I was just like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting over that. So, you know, I don't even remember at that point if there was, you know, a burpee station or not. Um, and I just, I was like, okay, boom, burpees, let's get them out, you know, um, and the whole time, like there's a volunteer right next to me and she keeps checking on me. Hey, are you good? You good? Good. And I was so close to just turning myself in and, yeah. you know, I mean, cause she was right there and I could have easily just looked at her and been like, you know what, call a medic, I'm done, you know? And, um, but no, I really wanted to do this and I really wanted to kind of push myself and, um, and there was a part of me that was kind of hoping, okay, I know I'm ahead of Mike and Don. I want to, you know, if I, if I delay long enough, um, you know, they're going to catch up to me and then I'll have that extra support. And sure enough, you know, right as, um, right as I got to Bender and started doing my burpees for that, you know, here comes you and Don right around the corner. So, um, you know, and after that, I think that honestly just, just 
the camaraderie and, and walking, um, you know, walking it out with you guys really actually kind of helped and um, motivated me a lot more. Um, <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think a lot of the time, um, you know, I like to do my own thing and I like to run, you know, but um, it's kind of weird. The, the mindset that when you're alone, it's a lot easier to make those negative decisions, the quitting and all that. Um, you know, and that's just, um, it's something that's, that's always been, kind of been there. It's always kind of bugged me that like, when I go off on my own, I know I'm going to have to make my own decisions. I don't have that peer pressure to just, you know, yeah. keep pushing. And, and so, um, <clears throat> when I reached that point where I was like, okay, I'm about to back out. Then I started thinking, okay, what are my other options? You know, can I, can I just kind of postpone a little bit and wait till Mike and Don get here? And I mean, that was the perfect thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's what it is. It's the it's the team, and that's one thing I love about Spartan. A lot of really the OCR community is you run into those teams. You know, I've had a couple of races I've gone alone. Yeah. And you get to that point where you're like, "Why am I out here? This is stupid." <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I ask myself that question: yeah. Why do I sign up for these? Yeah. Why do I do this? And and all of that is validated and justified the second I jump that fire and I, I cross over that line. Yeah. And you always get that one person, like, and it always seems that it's perfect. Like, like the people on the course, they know. They've been there. Yeah. And they see that look on your face, and they're like, you know, I need to say something to this guy. Yeah. And they say something, and it's just like all of a sudden you get that validation of like, yeah, I, do, I can do this. Let's yeah. do this. You know, and you get a lot of people, and you see it a lot of times with a lot of the, this, the faster people, is they pass you. They'll be like, good job. You're doing great. And yeah. it's like, oh, thank you. You know, and it sounds stupid, but it gives you that little bit of boost. Like, yeah, I can yeah. do this. I can do this. You know, and I think uh, I was worried about betting for a while. Yeah. Um, I know we missed, so for most people know, we missed the water, the river. Yeah. We that was only river. for the elites. Well, actually, no, it was supposed to be for everybody, but they cut it. And literally, from what I understand, is we, if we would have been about three, five, five minutes faster, we would have hit it. They cut it right before we got there. Oh, wow. So we just missed it. So it was the elites in like the first couple waves, and then yeah. they were like, "Yeah, this isn't a good idea. We need to cut this." <laughs> so they uh, got rid of it. It's um, probably a good thing I did hold back then. Probably. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things because I think like Benton, uh, Benton was having issues because once we got like under the dunk wall, and he got completely soaked. Yeah. And he was doing okay until we came out in that open area by you were talking about where that tree was. Yeah. And the wind. And yeah. once that wind started hitting him, he was just like, I'm cold, Dad. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, luckily we were with, uh, I don't know if you met the Britons that we were running with, Michael, Mitchell, and uh, Andrea. No. No, um, gonna... they, they were with us pretty much the whole time. And uh, and Nick. And Nick yeah, I remember awesome. Nick. Yeah, I remember yeah, Nick. How do you forget Nick? The big well, of course. Yeah, the, big, the beast in the Nick north. Nick is awesome. Um, but the, and the Britons are awesome, too. And so the Britons, I mean... They sort of talk with Benton, and I think if it hadn't been for them right there with us and talking with Benton and kind of taking his mind off of it, yeah. I think I would have had more issues with him. Because yeah. um, last year, he w- it was tough getting him to the Super, and this year was even colder. And I, he was he was having issues, but the Britons, they're all about anime like Benton is. Yeah. And so they started talking anime. They speak Japanese, so does Benton. So they started speaking Japanese, which sucked for me because I had no <laughs> idea what they were saying. I can count in Japanese and pretty much say thank you, and that's about it. So, <laughs> yeah. So they were talking, and, and, and it was cool, and it was kind of cool to have that, you know, that help for him. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was definitely, it definitely was like a welcome distraction. And, yeah. Um, so. 
So, <clears throat> so what do you think? Because I mean, for those that didn't figure this out in the conversation, this was Spartan number one for you. Yeah, that was How, Spartan number one for me. I mean, obviously, it couldn't have been too bad because you came back the next day and did the sprint. Yeah, the next day. Honestly, the next day was so much better. Yeah. Um, but back to Saturday, um, being my you know like my first Spartan, um, it was rough. I yeah. seriously, it was like, you know, I'm sure it probably doesn't get much worse, much colder, unless of course you're doing it in like Finland. Um, yeah, the Iceland one I hear is colder, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, I I loved it. I'm I'm definitely going to sign up for more. Um, the, um, I think probably besides the hypothermia and, um, and just the, you know, the overall mental torture that I was going through, um, I think probably the worst part about the whole thing was that, that hill climb at the end, that was just ridiculous. You want to know what's funny? I think that thing was, I think that, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't on the trail, was it? No, it was on the trail, wasn't it? Yeah. But what's Um, funny, they've done that every year. That hill climb. Mm-hmm. And the very first year, and every once in a while, if you look close, you can still see the wooden steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a couple beams that were... You um, can still see them. Yeah. There used to be full wooden steps that you could walk up the very first year. Yeah. And every year from us going up it, we've destroyed it and turned it into... I mean, it's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And that's the year... I mean, literally last year when we came up to that hill at the very end, because it was a fan last year, Benton literally turns to me and just says, F you, Dad. <laughs> and he doesn't say F he says the actual word and it was kind of one yeah. of those I'm like I'm right there with you kid I'm going to let you get away with that one Yeah, because I, I, I agree yeah. <laughs> yeah that thing felt like it was a mile just straight up yeah Don uh, that's where we we took some extra time because Don Don cracked yeah yeah I remember he had said that he had um, cramped up and he bad. and he said he sat there for probably about a good 10 minutes yeah, it um, would have been uh, the other Don, which actually is what made it really confusing in our group. Don we and Don. had two Dons. We had Don Boggs and then Don Gherkin, who's, you know, D-A-W-N and D-O-N, yeah. And then D-O-N, so we kept saying Don, so it was like, and then she, it took her a while to figure out that his name was Don. She's like, that's why they keep saying Don when they're not talking to me. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it was interesting, but yeah, he cramped really bad. Yeah. But we got him up the hill. So it was it was interesting. I mean, that's yeah. Um, for the most part, I, I attempted a lot of the obstacles. Um, definitely the Z wall. That one was that one was pretty good. Um, I have one out in the yard. I just have to put it up. The uh, the first panel of it, uh, first panel of three, wasn't too bad. Um, I probably should have started on the uh, the inside ninety degrees rather than the the what the outer what two seventy yeah. or whatever that is. Um, because I started on the outside of it and um, I made it across that first panel and that was great. I, I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. I can do this one. Yeah, I can do this. And um, yeah, this is, this would be great. And at the time, um, I didn't know it until the sprint the next day that you could actually use the vertical posts to yeah. grab onto. And I, I didn't know. I didn't know that because nobody, I'd always heard that you couldn't. That was the first time anyone told me you could. Yeah. And see, so um, during the super, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to hit this wall get done with the first panel i'm like oh this isn't so bad then i have to transition over to the other side and yeah that didn't go so well so um but you know i tried it out and you know and so then directly after that that was the uh the spear throw um the first one um first ever spear throw in a spartan i was so close 
I, uh, you know, it's only cows and horses. And I, I know. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I had a little bit of time to kind of watch everybody, um, how they were handling it. And, um, so I kind of got up there and just kind of did my best to mimic everything. And, um, I mean, I had a great throw. It just, it was just off to the right by about, you know, six inches or so. And, and I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow in the sprint. Um, if I come there to for the sprint after this, but, um, so, you know, burpees and then over to the tire flip. Gosh, that was brutal. Um, I couldn't even get it up. I had to pair up, um, and you got a couple tires out there if you want to practice on. Yeah. I got the screws um, out there, too. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen. I uh, I need to get a hold of one of those tires. Um, maybe not even yours, but just another one somewhere. Find a farmer who's got a couple. I got them because I work for a demolition company, and they were sitting out back, and the owner's like, throw those away. And I'm like, nope. take them to my house. Yep. <laughs> take them over here. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to try and get a hold of um, – I don't think D will appreciate a big tire in the backyard, but um, but uh, I'll just – Tell her that Mary can play in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah after the tire flip um i paired up on that because at that point i was just i was just so ridiculously tired and those things weigh what like 400 yeah. 425 450 and, and the, the thing is they trick you because they don't like the one that i have out there is about the same height or same, yeah. uh weight yeah it but it looks huge yeah compared to theirs theirs are just really dense yeah they're they're really dense plus they had water in them yeah um so um, yeah, after that, then there was, uh, what was the, the climb, the, the, the arch big, structure, the big yeah. arch structure. That um, had major issues on that. Uh, Best just of heights. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm not really a fan of them either. Um, I thought it was kind of cool though, that you could look down at the people walking underneath you, you know, when you cross over it. Um, normally I have a problem with heights, but you know, in the past couple of years, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have to try that next year. Hopefully I don't get kicked out. Um, that's but why I, uh, Hawaii. I told mom I was going to pee on them. That's awesome. But I knew the people that were under me, so that, that makes it feel like it's out any better. Um, and no, I didn't do it. So, um, <laughs> crossing over that one, um, that one for me actually just comes with, uh, like years ago, I would have had a problem, you know, yeah. starting out, you know, when we first did, um, going back to like our first warrior dash or whatever, they just have oh, that, they had that big frame. Yeah. They have like the big, uh, oh, like yeah. barn frame structure, you know, yeah, everyone looked at me so crazy. Cause I climbed to the top of that and then walked across. Yeah. Well, I, I did too, because I was like, okay, I'm, I want to get over this as fast as possible. I don't want to take my time on this because I'm afraid of, yeah. of the height. And after that, it just became a, like a trust issue for me. Like, okay, do I trust the builders? You know, yeah. do I trust the people that put this structure together? That's and then crazy, when I, so. yeah. And when I approached this one, um, this one had, you know, like metal truss and stuff like that in it. So I was like, oh yeah, this, this will be fine. You know, it's got the, the connexes, the big metal connexes in there too. So yeah. I'm like, screw it. And I just aced that whole obstacle and it, it felt great. Honestly, I wish I would have gotten a picture at the top of yeah. it. I, I, I've got to find G. G's got one of me, uh, uh, you know, doing, yeah. throwing up the horns and everything at the top. Um, but uh, the one at Warrior Dash, I went up because it, it was me, my wife Amber, and my niece Amber. And we went up and over, and I just climbed up and walked across top and, like, literally, like, turned around and, like, talking to them as I was walking across. And they yeah. were looking at me like, are you, are you're you going serious? to fall. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so I have no, I've never had a fear of heights. I mean, yeah. it's one of those, and I don't. I just never. Yeah. I mean, for me, I used to, and now it's just, um, it's become more of a, like, do I trust the equipment? And, you know, all this stuff is rated for however many pounds, whatever. Um, 
you know, I'm sure you know about all, all about that being safety and all that. Yeah, but Which I'm, I'm the safety guy because I'm not good at safety. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just basically come down to do I trust the equipment? And you know, I give it a quick look, you know, look once over and okay, yeah, cool, let's go with it. Um, after that, there was that little shed on the left. And um, quite a few people, and that was where Spartan was using a lot of the um, the space yes. to hold like yeah. their flags and stuff like that. And um, you know, I peeked in there on my on my way past there, and I saw a whole bunch of people in there freezing to death. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's it's a much needed little, you know, I'm going to get out of the wind and rain for a minute. And I went in there, and I I probably stayed in there for about a good five minutes, just huddling with everybody, and you know, we all shared our. Um, our collective doubts about continuing and, and, uh, we kind of amped each other up and, uh, we just marched right back out the door and continued back on, on course. And yeah, uh, I stopped for a minute and then that's actually where I ran into my one friend, Mary Lou, and she was, she was done. It's like, I was looking at going, you, you need to just go to my tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's like five, maybe five foot, probably more like four foot, like six mm-hmm. and maybe like 60 pounds. I mean, she's tiny. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, there was nothing to keep her warm. Yeah. So she was, yeah. Um, so then that was what, right on after that was to the Atlas Ball. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. I think they were heavier. I think they were covered in water and heavier. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they you've got that, that concrete and it's so porous it holds all that water in and all that. I think um, when I watched the um, when I watched the broadcast of the elites going through and doing their stuff. Yeah. Um, the funny thing to me is, is every bit of the trail, every bit of the run was all grass. Completely not what we were running oh, on. Because yeah. everything by that point, I mean, you got a couple, what, like it's thousand, trampled. yeah, every couple thousand people trample over it mm-hmm. before we went. And so, you know, you're looking at it on the on the broadcast, you're like, man, that must have been so nice mm-hmm. to just run through grass. That'd be great. Well, and I, I had this. You see that, like the Atlas Bowls? Yeah. Like by the time we get there, there's like half the Atlas pole is like halfway in the ground. Yeah. Because it's been dropped in that hole so many times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that was that was a um a really tough thing, man, getting that ball out of that hole. And um what's funny is, is I thought, okay, I'm just gonna squat down, pick this thing up. because um, 'cause I've done stuff like that before, you yeah. know, uh weightlifting in high school and college and stuff like that. But I mean, I'd never done it with an Atlas ball, so I'm looking around like, okay, how do I pick this thing up? And thankfully, I saw a guy that kind of knelt down on one knee and just kind of, yeah, rolled it up and then put it on his other leg and just kind of stood up from there. And um, had I not seen that, I probably would have ended up killing my back. And um, Yeah, which most, a lot of new people do, they just reach out and grab yeah, it. Yeah, they just reach down, grab it, pick it up like that. And um, So that was, that actually, that one was a lot of fun. Um, that one took a chunk, um, as I dropped it on my way back on my return after the five burpees, mm-hmm. um, the edge of it, the little lip that's there in the middle, yeah. it caught my thumb and oh, yeah, took a nice, yeah, took a nice little chunk out of my thumb there. And, uh, um, I have a couple of those out in the yard too, if you want to practice with those. Yeah. They're lighter though. Oh, okay. But they're lighter, so that way you can do more with them. So yeah. That was kind of the, the fun. So. Um, the, um. You know, after that, geez, it went over to, gosh, some of the, Atlas. you kind of ran through like the, oh, that was when it went over back over to the that twist, when, it, when it twister and all that. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because during this, during the sprint, it just, it kind of looped over and it went over to the cargo net thing. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll tell you, probably one of the hardest obstacles for me 
um, that day was the Bucket Brigade or Bucket Brigade. Um, that was just killer. Um, I mean, you know, I've I've lifted and carried all kinds of heavy things, and um, I've never imagined myself filling a, bu- a bucket full of rocks and just walking. Especially downhill, uphill, downhill, uphill. It's one of those things that I know I need to practice that more. And yeah. it was like, how do you practice it? I'm like, literally, I have buckets yeah. full of concrete out there yeah. that I can just pick up and carry around. And that's probably about the only way to practice it. Yeah. The, um, I think the hard part for me is like, I'm, I'm kind of a, a stickler for like following the rules. And mm-hmm. this was one of those areas where I kind of like, I kind of bent the rules a little bit for myself. Um, just because last year I had a, a pretty bad back injury. I was out for a month. Um, I sprained the lumbar. Um, I yeah, sprained, yeah, I sprained my lumbar and, um, I had to go through, you know, quite a, an excruciating month of physical therapy and, and all that. So, um, with the bucket brigade, that was what made it tough for me was my lower back. And that's my problem. And so I, I kind of bent the rules, you know, they have the signs that say, don't carry on your shoulder. And, and, um, you know, it was like, look, Hey, I paid for this event. You know, I know you have rules. Um, I really want to follow those rules, but at the same time, I really want to make sure that I don't destroy my back so that I can come back for more of these. And I know why they have that rule. And really what it is is because what it used to be was the bucket brigade, there was no lids. So you had to carry it straight up. And oh, yeah. So yeah. if you put I it on see your that. shoulder. All the rocks that, would fall out. And... Well, it wasn't just that. You had the edge of the bucket was right on your shoulder. And there's a vein that runs through there. Oh, okay. That it would cut off. You know, yeah, cut your circulation nerve, off. There's yeah. a, a bunch of stuff in that joint that it can do damage to. Like I carry it. And I've, had, I've gotten arguments with people on this all the time. Because how I carry them now, I throw, I carry them like a lock. Yeah. But if you look in like my pictures from Vegas, you can see it's actually rolled down and it's on my bicep. Yeah. It's not on my shoulder at all, but I carry it kind of like a log and let it sit on my bicep. Yeah. And people will be like, that's still on your shoulder. I'm like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm an open wave. The lady at Vegas is like, if you put it on your shoulder, you'll be disqualified. I'm like, from what, lady? Yeah. I'm not in this for money. I'm obviously going to be like in the top, like. 98 percent most likely the bottom two <laughs> so i'm not what do you take i'm not gonna win any money at this basically you're gonna take my medal and or what i mean it's like it's so, open yeah you know? and and i had issues this one i i only did part of the bucket brigade and part of that is, is so just so everyone knows when i'm having surgery next week i have a hernia again and you said I, you weren't gonna tell them you were I gonna know, let them guess but, they guessed for the first half they of the show. They guessed for the first half of the show. They can know now. So I'm having a sur- her- hernia surgery next, you know, on the, this week, basically, the 40, the 25th. So I wasn't supposed to lift anything that heavy. Yeah. So, and my doctor's already pissed at me, basically, because I did the race. <laughs> so it was pretty much, they wanted me to do the race, do, do the surgery before I did another race. If that, like, they're like, let's do this now before you do another one. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, that one, um, I ended up, like I said, just kind of carrying it on my shoulder, and I would just transfer it from shoulder to shoulder whenever right. it got heavy. And, um, and honestly, I thought it was I thought it was longer than it actually was. So I'm powering through it, and I get up to the top, and, you know, it's like, oh, I have to turn it in already? Like, oh, okay. Well, I thought we were going to go one more down and up, you know, and, because I saw the all the mud over on the left, but I didn't realize that that was the trail that led down to the mud mounds and then yeah, the, the, rolling mud. the rolling mud and then, um, you know, the, the dunk wall and then the slip and die. That's what I call that one. Oh, the um, slip wall. Yeah. The, I do really good on the slip wall. It's one of my... See, and I've... 
I've done it before. Um, I did it in a one of the uh, like the warrior or the yeah, um, and I ate it hard. Um, that's that's why I call it the slip and die because um, this was right before I got my braces and everything and yeah. um, and I I literally probably took a good chunk out of that plywood with my teeth. And, yeah, see, um, I have I have a scar on my right wrist from sliding down in Washougal, sliding down the rope. Mm. The one thing that I've always figured out on the slip wall is most people when they hit the top they reach out with their hand. I figured out the best thing to do when you hit the top is keep walking till you can get a foot. Yeah, get a foot if over. You get it. a foot over. And then you're fine. It's because that's what killed me the first time in Washougal. Is I got to that point where I'm like, okay, I can reach the top with my hand, and I reached out for my hand. The second I did that, you take the weight off your feet. Yep. And your feet come out from under you, and bam, you're into that wall, and down you go. Yep. And that's so, exactly what happened to me. And that's why I was yeah. I was like, man, I really don't want to do this slip and die, but yeah. I did it. And, and that's why I have a, a scar on my my wrist yeah. because I went in Washougal. I hit that top. And it was my first time doing, you know, Washougal. And I reached out for the top. And the second I did, Boom. my feet came out from under me. Bam, I hit the wall. And my wrist was under my chest. Oh, yeah. So and you had all that pressure, all the, all the weight. The rope was right there. And as I slid down, Ooh, the rope yeah, just basically, it gave me a rope burn bad enough that I actually have a scar. Yeah. So, and I mean, it was it was brutal. I mean, yeah. and literally after that part, I, there was nothing I could do with my right hand. My yeah. right hand was done yeah. for the rest of the, the race. So... But uh, is a, a brutal, fun. I love Washougal. Yeah. But, yeah. The, um, I actually um, really enjoyed the entire entire yeah. thing. The entire experience was awesome. Um, those sandbags can go to hell, man. Those sandbags <laughs> sucked. Yes. Um, they weren't as tough to me as the Bucket Brigade, but they were still really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was only just go up the hill, around the tree, and back down. Um, those things weigh like what, a hundred pounds? No, it can't weigh a hundred pounds. Fifty like, pounds. It's like fifty. Seventy, I think. Because um, I went home um, that night and I picked up my fifty-pound weight vest and was like, okay, this is this seems about what the, you know, what those sandbags felt like. But at that point, my arms really, yeah. I couldn't have gauged what weight it was. Um, but yeah, um, they weren't they weren't long enough to where I could put them around like one half on each shoulder, you know, and, and kind of do that. Cause it, it started like constricting on my yeah. neck and, um, I kind of started hyperventilating a little bit. And I've had that problem. They're not big enough that like, cause like the ones that I have to practice from brute force, I can throw up on my shoulder in there and oh yeah, even out the weights, so there's a little bit on each shoulder. The, those are just the right size that I can't do that. So it's one shoulder or the other. Yeah. So I end up the whole, the whole time flipping them back and forth. Yeah. Two shoulders. Yeah. And, like, my problem, like, the bucket is, like you said, the lower back. I start getting lower back spasms yeah. halfway through. So that's why I have to. Once I throw it up on my shoulder, it takes that, you know, that strain off my back. Yeah. Sorry, not my shoulder, my bicep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, let's see. After the sandbags, you had that, like, there was the rope climb, which, I mean, I attempted, but I have, I have hardly any grip strength. Yeah. That's one big thing I need to work on is my grip strength. Um, that, (laughs) and, um, the, um, and then obviously climbing the rope. Um, I trained a little bit on that using, um, you know, like the technique where you 
put the rope underneath and you hook it with your yeah, your, right. your other foot. And it's it's kind of a weird concept because, you know, you were always taught in high school or like in junior high gym, you know, use both your feet to push yourself up and, um, you know, just to kind of grab the rope. And then, you know, you just kind of worm your way up to the top. And yeah. and especially in the mud, that's not happening for me. Um, well, see, my problem is, is in high school. Which anyone who knows me in high school, I graduated high school 140 pounds. Yeah, and so yeah, in high school, same way. I had the upper body strength that I never used my legs. Yeah, I just grabbed the rope and went straight up with no problem because I just needed my upper body strength. I was 140 pounds. I'm double that right now. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, literally, no joke, no ha ha ha. I'm literally double right yeah. now. What I'm twice the man I was when I graduated high school. Yeah. I, and not in the good way. And and thinking about it, uh, pretty much I am I am as well, yeah. you know, and that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I challenge myself with this is I want to get back down to at least college weight, yeah. you know. Um, and then, so what, after the rope climb, there was the uh, the Hercules hoist. Her yeah, the Herc hoist. That, uh, that was rough on the hands, man. I At that point, I was just like, why why did I not bring gloves? Yeah. Um, Mainly just because of everything digging into my fingers. Yeah. And um, like you, I've had experience with rope burn, and it's yeah. definitely not a pleasant one. I don't and think. They said, get, stay married longer. You get, yeah. you get calluses on your hands. It's fine. And um, so <laughs> the um, the Herc hoist was a lot of fun, though. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was uh, quite a few people actually dropped um, dropped bags from um, from whole from full height and i was i was surprised by that because yeah you're not supposed to and and so you know here i am trying to do this you know trying to do this and the right way yeah the right way and a guy like i I wouldn't say he was like right next to me but probably two or three um they're not spectators but um runners down this guy drops it from full height and i mean it just it hit that mud and like a huge i mean it felt like i was in a mud ball fight because this thing just hit me right in the face and I had to do everything in my power to like keep the rope in my hand to you know keep from dropping it. Yeah. Um, and I was actually I was probably like three quarters of the way on my ascent rather than coming yeah. down. So I felt like um, you know coming down was a lot harder than it was going up. I mean, obviously you're just you know pulling and um, you know using all that um, you know all that force and weight. yeah the body weight. I would just you know like bring my hands up and then like basically fall to the ground, you know, and just yeah, use my weight. To, yeah. Fall back. And, um, but the, um, bringing it back down, I put my foot on the rope to kind of just, you know, yep. put a little bit more grip on it and all that. Well, I didn't realize I didn't have as much, um, I had less slack than what I thought. And so I was getting ready to like, you know, let it come down that last eight feet or so. And I looked down just as the ropes coming up and it brought my foot up with it. And um, it almost took me right off my feet. Had I not had that that barrier to grab onto, yeah. man, it would have just swept my feet right out from underneath me. And and it's because it we had normally normally you have a good volunteer there, yeah, who'll be like you know, I was trying to think in Vegas. I mean, the guy was amazing in Vegas. He's sitting there and he's like, "Don't drop my bags!" Yeah. and just screaming at everyone. You yeah. know, if it hits the ground, you owe me burpees. If I hear it, you owe me burpees. And the guy this time was just like. Dead silence. Yep, pretty Never much. Said a word. Yep. And literally, there was a guy who did the same thing. I mean, I finished mine, and we were waiting. No, we we're waiting for somebody, one of the other guys to finish. And this guy literally, he hits the top, 
and just drops. Yeah. Like you watch him hit the top and he just lets it go. And if you were within 30 feet of the obstacle, you, you got were... hit with mud. Yeah. And then he just, you know, a couple of us screamed out, that's burpees. And he just went and walked away. And it's like, and the, even the, the, the volunteer got hit with the splash and he didn't say a word. And it's like, <laughs> no, dude, that's burpees. You have to, it has to yeah. be a controlled drop. Yeah. Um, then after that was the rings. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and that one, obviously with the hands, couldn't do that one. The burpees on that one sucked for all me because of the, the, because of the ro- yeah, all the rock and gravel on the side. There was actually quite a few guys that were pretty smart and they used that big pallet. Um, if you could get the room to squeeze in there and use the pallet, um, you know, that was the best way to do it, yeah. you know? Um, but that was still pretty awkward. Um, just with the size of the pallet and where you could grip it and whatnot. Um, then the uh, the cargo pyramid thing, the uh, yeah, the A frame. That I felt like that one. Um, I've been over quite a few cargo net A frames before. This one was seriously <laughs> loose. I uh, I was I was a little scared on that one. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I, I did not like it being that loose. The, it was hard to climb once you got to that brace in the middle. Yeah, it was hard to get over that bar. Um, Benton hates A frame. Yeah. Every time, and usually his guardian angel pops up out of nowhere. Nobody figures out how Jesse just suddenly shows up whenever Ben's on the A frame, except for this time. Yeah, he didn't show up, and I stayed up there and helped him. And actually, my leg, my foot was cramping. Yeah, because standing and trying to balance on the, you know, the cargo net. Yeah. my foot started to cramp, and I'm like, uh, and trying to get him over. But I mean, it's yeah, yeah. that was the loosest A frame I think I've ever been on. Yeah, and um, so the transition over the top wasn't so bad for me. Um, I racked myself, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so I think the worst part of the A-frame for me was after that transition over the top of it was, you know, getting into that, um, you know, finding the tension in that cargo net. Um, there was a little bit of tension cause I had racers on my left and yeah. right. So it, it kind of pulled it kind of taut, you know, and, um, but they were obviously moving quite a bit faster than I was. Yeah. And um, I had my hands, I had one on the on the metal truss that they had set up there and then one on the net. Well, once they kind of passed by, it went slack again. And I felt, you know, felt like I dropped maybe five feet. I know it obviously was not that far. Probably like five inches. Yeah, but. probably five inches. But just in my head, man, it felt like such a far drop. Um, and that, that scared me pretty good. Um, but I felt like I was, you know, I felt like I was going to fall backward. And, um, one of my feet, uh, thankfully for the cleats on the bottom of my innovates, they, um, they caught onto that strap pretty good, but, um, hi puppies. Hi. But yeah, once, once they caught onto that, um, I, I was able to kind of regain my footing and, and work back down. Um, and then you know, jump the you know, jump the fire, cross the finish line, and after that point, it was like, wow, holy crap, you know, I. Yeah, and that's the craziest thing because you feel like crap, and also you cross and you're like, oh yeah, I yeah, feel great, but yeah, and I mean, it was like after that, um, you know, it, it was it was awesome, you know, you have that 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 runner's high after yeah. you know, and um, at that point, nothing nothing really even bothers you. You know, I got my picture taken after that and went and um, asked the volunteers to open a banana for me and, um, you know, had one of those lemon fit aids. Those things are pretty good, by the way. 
Um, normally I don't drink anything like that, but that was probably the greatest Fit Aid I've ever drank in my entire life. The, the thing is, it's funny is I got like a case of Fit Aid from one of the, the, the end of one of the races and uh, I think it's still around here somewhere because it's like <laughs> Fit Aid is freaking amazing at the end of a race. Yes. But I will tell you right now, it's not that great any other time. Yeah. I mean, if you're just drinking it casually, no. no. I mean, not not to say anything bad about them. You know, then yeah, if you want a sponsor, please call us. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was probably the greatest tasting Fit Aid I've ever had. Um, the, uh, you know, I think my favorite part, and I think actually this is, I probably am speaking for everybody. My favorite part of the whole day was entering the changing tent because it was like 20 degrees warmer than everything else. I walked in there and I was like, you know what? I don't care where I'm at right now. This is so warm and I'm surrounded by a bunch of naked men and I don't care. That's weird. You know what's really weird? Honestly, what's really funny, I mean, how many, I don't know, I've done, I think this was like spark number like 29 or 30 for me. I've never been in the changing tent. Really? Would you just get in your vehicle and go home? Or Well, usually like, I have something else I'm doing. I'm usually volunteering afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's hurry. true, yeah. So usually what I do is I end up, I'll have my clothes, Amber will be there, and I'll just, I, I've stripped down to my underwear in the middle of like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've I, seen that before, yeah. I just don't care. I just strip down to my underwear, put my jeans on. And a new T-shirt and go volunteer and do whatever. So yeah. It's like I've never gone to the – which would probably be good because then I end up having wet underwear on for like ever and it's probably <laughs> not good. But as I mentioned earlier, I've been married for 18 years. That doesn't work anymore anyway. So um, – <laughs> But yeah, so the super was brutal. It was very it was. brutal. The, the sprint the next day, I honestly didn't know I was going to come back for that one. I, I was in my head all night because yeah. I, I drove up um, – I drove up to. Which we should have like drove together. I don't yeah, know why we didn't. I don't know why we didn't work that out, but um, you know, next time. Yeah, next you know, time there's I'll always hindsight being twenty twenty. Um, you know, I, I drove all the way back down an hour and what twenty minutes, and the whole way home, I was in my head like, I'm not going back tomorrow. I'm just not going back tomorrow. Like, I'm just going to defer. I'm going to. Yeah. You know, this was the worst day of my life. You know. Um, you know, this was even worse than my horrible divorce that I went through. Um, that's what I was thinking at the time, but, um, but you know, like, great, yeah, but great Seattle sport, it's worse than my divorce. No. Um, but no, um, by the, the time I, is, is like, like a divorce after a while, you realize how good it was. Yeah, exactly. Um, the end result, you know, was the was, end result. It just takes a few weeks to get down to the point where you're, you're happy about it. Um, so yeah, so by the time I got home, I was, I was set on, you know, like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. defer. Um, or no, I am going to defer, blah, blah, blah. I get home and Dee's talking to me and she's like, are you sure you want to go back? And at that point I just, I made this decision. I was like, you know what? Throw my clothes in the washer. I'm okay. going back. And so, I mean, that was all it was. I just, I looked at the washer and the washer made the decision for me. I just, yeah. I had to look at it and was like, wash my clothes you machine and then i'm going back tomorrow so woke up bright and early the next day drove back out did the sprint which was like 10 degrees warmer um you know not as much rain yeah and yeah i you know honestly had i had i thought about it i would have you know i probably would have entered that too and stuck around for that but and i 
I, I still, I, uh, I kind of think I probably should have done the sprint, but I think it was one of those things that, like, you and Dom did the sprint before I even started the trail race. And yeah. The trail race only had one start time. That was 10 a.m. That was it. Yeah. So it's like I knew if I was going to do it, I'd have to do the trail first and then do the sprint after. Yeah. It's like by the time I was done with the trail, it was like, and this sounds horrible to say, I had no one to go with. Yeah. If someone would have been there to go, like, said, hey, let's go do this, I probably would have been like, okay. Yeah. Because I'd already signed up for it. <laughs> but it was just, and the other thing was, is because I'm, the greatest husband ever. Um, Amber woke up sick, yeah. like to the point where she was going to the urgent care. Like I've got to go to urgent care because her throat's full set. And I'm like, "Do you want me to take you?" She's like, "No, you're going to go do you. You wanted to go do the trail run. This is going to be your one and only chance." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" She's like, "Yeah, go ahead and go." And I'm like, "Cool. I'm leaving before you change your mind. You said it twice. I'm good. I'm yeah. out." So that's why I'm a great husband. Yeah. I, I waited for her to say it twice, but. <laughs> So I, I left my poor wife to go to urgent care by herself so I could run up there and do that. But, you know, it was my one and only chance to do the trail run. Yeah. Which the trail run was fun. Yeah, it, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Um, I Like I said, I, you know, had I, had I actually even known about it, because at the, at the point of signing up for all this, yeah. I didn't know that there was... And I guess maybe it was just, you know, oversight on my on my part, because... They didn't advertise it a whole lot till later. Yeah. So, and it was one of those things, because I already signed up for the sprint, and then... And I was going to do the sprint with you and Don, but then I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to do the trail race. And then I was kind of, like I said, if you guys had had an afternoon for the trail or yeah. for the sprint, I probably would have finished yeah. the trail and then jumped in with you yeah. guys. But. The, the, crazy, um, the crazy part about the trail and even just about, I think, I, I just, I can't fathom how the elites do these things in so fast a time, man. It, it just, I mean, and I know these guys are like, you know, born and bred to run. I, I mean, they're just out there running all the time, doing this stuff. Um, and at the, I think it was right before the sandbags on the sprint. Um, I don't even remember what time it was. Uh, it was probably, it was right around, I think 1030. The reason being is because the fastest time on the trail run, um, what was that? Like, I think it was right around 40, 40 minutes or something like that. I think I don't, I didn't really look at the results, but I remember it being the trail run, ending you know yeah. the same yeah, pretty much basically ends right up. about yeah. yeah it went up by the sandbags and after that is down the hill past the rings over the a-frame and that was the finish yeah so as we're coming up to the sandbags there's that little hill climb right before the sandbags um uh the volunteer that was standing there um i i didn't ask him what time it was but we were getting ready to climb up that hill and the, the whole area before that was like almost knee deep mud and we trudged through that for probably a good five minutes and it really wasn't even it was like maybe a couple hundred feet long you know but it took us a good five minutes just to trudge through it because it was so thick and deep by the time we got to the end of that i didn't even want to go up this hill and you know once again there was just like you know all of my waist down was just burning you know thighs quads you know all that stuff yeah just it was hell and so you know especially after having done the super the day before so i'm i'm getting ready to climb this hill and i'm like man i just i really don't want to go up here to do the sandbags and right at that point hammond passes me and i was like holy crap that was hammond i'm gonna catch up i was like yeah and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get up to hammond right Obviously, I'm not going to catch up to Hammond. In my mind, that's what I motivated myself with. It was like, Hammond just passed me. 
I'm going to get to Hammond. So like, boom, I'm up this hill. And then after that, I was like, oh, sandbags. <laughs> so we all feel about sandbags. Come around the, oh, sandbags. Yeah, where's Hammond when you need him at, at the sandbags, right? So, um, but yeah, you know, we get we got past that, and it was even more trudging mud. And actually, I think this mud was worse um, coming up to the, the Herc hoist. Um, that one was even worse. Yeah. Um, that one was probably knee deep, if not balls deep. Yeah, I saw that one because what was cool on the trail run is we took a little path that went past that. Yeah. So we got to walk like parallel to it and yeah. watch you guys trudge through it. And we're like on a path that was wide open. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. And it sucked. But all in all, great weekend. Um, it was definitely uh, an experience, especially for my first Spartan experience. Yeah. Um, and you did two races in a weekend on your first Spartan yeah. experience. Yeah, that was nuts. I don't know why I signed up to do two back to back, but you know, it is it is what it is. It's a learning experience, and and honestly, I'm glad I did it. You know, um, there was I had quite a few coworkers, you know, come to me after the weekend, and they were like, "Dude, how are you even at work?" And you know, some of them, and I think a lot of um, a lot of the motivation for me is is I kind of like. I kind of like, and everybody in their own way kind of likes the recognition afterwards. Um, for me, it's more about my self-recognition, yeah. um, you know, pushing myself and rewarding myself with with that self-honor. Um, but I think what helps me too, um, and I didn't really realize that until after this past weekend, was, um, you know, I had quite a few coworkers come up to me that, you know, aren't necessarily... Um, you know, this isn't their thing. They're they're never yeah. going to get out and do a mud run or anything like that. But a lot of them were like, "Dude, this makes me want to go out there and do one." Yeah, and it's awesome. yeah, and that, to me, that was really cool. You know, and um, uh, quite a few other guys I talked to, they've done runs before. They've done tough mudders and stuff like that. And um, you know, it makes them want to go out and yeah. get back into it. Um, the cooler the cooler part about it is is that some of the people that um, I work with were like, "Hey." how do I get signed up for one of these? How do I do this? And, you know, you, I hooked them up with the right information. And um, as a matter of fact, there's another um, group of four guys that are going to come out and do, they actually are just, they're signing up for the Green Beret Challenge in October. Nice. Because, um, because they saw me post about this past weekend. Yeah. So, Green Beret is going to be awesome. So. It is. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never done a, a you know, like a four man team yeah. thing before. I mean, I've done like team building exercises. You're going to have to crouch the whole time. You know that, right? Oh yeah. You're the tallest out of all four. Yeah. Right? So. Do some step jump stuff, you know? So it's going to be a blast. I mean, that's the one thing that's fun is, I mean, and that's what I love about the beast and everything else is that we get, you know, all of us together, yeah. you know, and I mean, really like me, you, Don and Will, they're doing the Greenberry challenge together. We know each other anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, if it wasn't for the Beast, we probably wouldn't be doing the Greenberry Challenge. It's not something that I really would have been yeah. known about. So, I mean, yeah. you know, Spartan's great, you know, Terrain Race, all those guys are good. Tough Modern Dawn's making me do one this year, finally. Ugh. Yeah. I, I would have done that one, but I just, I, I saw some of the obstacles and, you know, I'm... I have I have some issues with claustrophobia. Um, at, you know, there's a few of them that are gonna be issues for me. Yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows what my worst obstacle is, and it sounds stupid, but it's the dunk wall. I I can see that. Stand the dunk wall. Yeah, and I can see one, that. And this one, that floating thick ass dunk wall, 
was a nightmare. That was like a, a oh, you're talking about the one uh, at the Spartan this weekend. Yes, yeah, that was like nightmare inducing because I'm used to the normal two, you know, yeah, they're just a re- yeah two by six, it's or, like, you know, really long cool. like I mean, floor joist type thing, you know. I have enough problems with that. Yeah, and now they have this thing, and that thing was like what eighteen inches. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was about eighteen to twenty, so maybe I mean, maybe two feet wide. Nice why you know i don't like oh do you think that has something to do with like the the fact that you can't see through the water or is it it it, it is it's just a visibility thing i mean because i'll be honest they uh three years ago i think it was three or four years ago the first couple years i think of montana montana's dunk wall was actually in a stream Mm -hmm. so it like the stream just like would go through and clear out the water, and I could see under it fine. Yeah. I walked up to it, and I mean, it was like you could see ice chunks floating in this shit. <laughs> it was a glacier stream, and I had no problem. Walked yeah. right up, dumped under, kept going like yeah. nothing happened. Then, you know, they moved it out into a field and dug a trench, and now it's this dirty, nasty water. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, last year, Montana, I walked up to it, looked down, there's polywogs and other stuff swimming in this yeah. like bugs and I'm like I'm out I'm done I've seen this movie I know what happens <laughs> the xenomorph's under there and I'm gonna be freaking like things are gonna be busting on my chest in two days yeah. I'm like I'm out I can't do this you know it's like no and, and I it's just when I can't see yeah. into it I have an issue yeah I can see that I mean it, it did kind of induce a little <laughs> bit of um you know anxiety in me as far as when I got there um I don't, for the life of me, I can't remember her name, and I wish I could because I'd give her a huge shout-out. But um, there was a girl there doing the super right alongside um, me during the rolling mud in mm-hmm. the dunk wall. Um, she, I think she was like 12. Um, I know later on, right around the Atlas 14, Ball. But... Oh, they have to be 14. I don't know if she was. Um, I'm just but, but no, um, she, um, she got to the dunk wall, and right at the same time as I, as I got there. And my thing was too, was like, well, I don't know how, like, I, yeah, I saw it in passing. I don't remember how wide it is, but I know it's pretty wide. And I just don't want this thing to move with me whenever I, you know, go with yeah. it. Cause I'm going to freak out if it, if it holds me underwater yeah. for me, it's not so much a visibility thing. I'm just, I don't like being submerged if I can help it. So having to be forced to submerge myself under an object and that fear of getting caught and, you know, being held underwater is a huge thing for me. Um, it's not so much like yours, a visibility thing. Um, but this girl, I mean, she was just terrified. Um, she was there with her mom, you know, and she's like, please, mom, don't make me go. Don't make me go under it. And, you know, we kind of talked back and forth. You know, I, I said, hey, look, I'm, I'm terrified of this thing, too. Um, you know, let me like I reached under it and I could feel the other side and I said, okay, it's maybe, maybe two feet wide, Yeah. you know, and I said, it's, it's scaring me too. Um, you know, if I go, you go. Right. And, and so I went and I just, I was like, I'm not going to go unless I go right now. And I went and, you know, and then I waited on the other side and I was yelling over the thing. like, come on, let's go. You know, you can do it. And there was probably, I don't know, probably another 10, 15 racers that just stopped what they were doing. And they were like, let's go, you can do this. And I think that was ultimately the push for her. Yeah. And then, you know, it was just that, you know, really strong push. Yeah. And, and that was really cool for me. And that was, it's that whole peer pressure thing, you know, and it's like, um, but it's pushing in the right direction. And, um, 
So that was really cool. That was probably one of the coolest parts of the race for me was actually seeing this kid overcome something that I'm overcoming in my mid thirties, you know, and it's like, um, you know, ultimately, um, she, she ended up tapping out due to hypothermia at the Atlas ball. Um, but man, for as young as she was, man, she gave it a hell of a run. And that was that was really cool. And and honestly, hopefully, you know, I don't like I said, I don't remember her name, but I hope she comes out next year um, and, goes and goes for it. You know, with the and mindset that you know she knows what she's getting back into. Yeah. For me, it was, and I've had the same thing where pretty much where I come up from dunk ball, and I've literally lost my team that way. Yeah, like where they just kind of it's like I got to keep going. I'm like, cool, see you later. I'm yeah. staying right here. The, I can, <laughs> uh, dunk ball sucks, but where it was. Uh, I think it was Seattle last year, the, the the beast, where I came up to it and I'm just like, I couldn't, my brain was, I'm like, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And I was sitting there and some guys randomly looks at me and says, come on, we're going to do this together. One, two, three, and all of a sudden I went under. Yeah. Without, it was just like, oh, okay, someone's counting me. There yeah. go. You know, and it was just, it's weird, but I just, for whatever reason, yeah. I just. I mean, I, sometimes maybe you just I need that. Dived. Yeah. I've been down to 120 feet in the water, underwater, without a problem. Well, except for the nosebleeds, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. But, but with no problem. But I had the mask on. I could see. I was fine. Yeah. The second, like, but the second I can't see, and I mean, for people who've never done these, they don't realize. I mean, that mud. Even if I could open my eyes. No, yeah, you. You can't see anything. You're just brown. A half an inch. It's just. Yeah. It's like, just watery mud. Yeah. That I'm going under, and it's just Wa- watery mud. That's pretty much what it is. It's watery mud. Um. That's what I'm gonna call it from now on. Hey, look at that watery mud. And then, of course, you know, in your brain, you're thinking, "How many people have peed in this?" <laughs> I mean, besides yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. You know, um, it's like, oh, I, I to Vegas. I walked up to. I was sitting there one time, and I was walking along, and I just looked like Serena and Justin, and I'm like, I just need an obstacle that's pee deep. Yeah. And the guy next to me is like, Oh God! Yeah. Like, just make sure you're not behind me when you hit an obstacle that's pee deep. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, this it was awesome, man. I really enjoyed it. I I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I pushed I'm through glad it. I did it too. Yeah, it's uh, so. you know, and I look forward to many future races, especially this beast coming up. Oh yeah, um, it's a good one. And the one thing is, it's like last year because I convinced Ben because Ben did his his trifecta last year, and the beast that he did was Seattle. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of mad at myself. I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I'm either only going to get two trifectas, and because I'm going to be missing a beast, mm. or I might do Tahoe. Hmm. I haven't talked to the wife about that one yet, but yeah. um, the Tahoe's might be might be my my fix. Yeah, but I think next year I know D's Beastnet's been invited. Yeah. to Tahoe. Oh, that's awesome. So. That's awesome. I, I know D's probably not going to listen to this, so I'm I'm Let pretty yeah I'm pretty uh, pretty confident that she probably won't listen to the entirety of this thing. Okay. But I'm sure I'm going to come home and be like, babe, listen to this one part where I say that next year I'm going to go for two trifectas. And that's that's one my going to be in Hawaii. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. She wants. I mean, we've we've talked about vacationing to Hawaii, and that's so like, if we go, if we go, I'm sure she's not going to want me to do a beast in Hawaii. It's, but you know, it's Hawaii. So I'll be honest, that's how Amber convinced me. Because I mean, everyone doesn't realize I'm not that excited to go to Hawaii. I know it sounds weird, but it's not. It wasn't a big thing. And Amber's like, we should go to Hawaii, and I'm like, eh, yeah. And she's like, there'll be a Spartan the same weekend as our anniversary. And I'm like, when do Let's we sign go. up? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> How much are tickets? How much <laughs> overtime do I have to do? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. My, I think I, I, it would be cool. I would, I would definitely like to travel to do, you know, some extra, extra trifecta stuff. You know, um, 
I think another thing I really want to do for next year, um, my goal for you know 2020 is I want to do. I try. I want to try and do a hurricane heat, or I want yeah. to do you know the HH twelve. They're, they're fun to do. You know, I, I've never done the twelve because I just I'm not there yet, and yeah. I know I'm not, um, and that's my own fault. But I have done the hurricane heat. The hurricane heats are fun. They're interesting. Um, I would definitely suggest. I mean, try it. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to try and get involved in a lot more of the um, like the ruck stuff. You know, I know this year I want to try and see about doing. They got a lot of beasts to do a lot of those. Yeah, rucks, and I so. see. I see Adam posts a lot about doing rucks, especially yeah. rucks giving. Um, I think this year I was going to try and maybe get out for rucks giving, um, assuming I'm not working that day. Hopefully, I'm not. Um, so. You work a lot of weird days. Yes, I do, especially now that I work graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, hey, I got the days off that I like. That way I can, um, you know, I took um, the days off so I can have the weekends off now. Um, that was The only way I could get it was to go to Graveyard. Otherwise, yeah. I wasn't going to have any availability for any other races. I'd have to what use do my PTO. Do? I, do, um, I do security. Yeah. Yeah. So I do security, and I work um, a lot of crazy hours, overtimes, yeah. just through the roof. Um, but... Um, <clears throat> But no, so now that I have the weekends off, it like I said, I don't have to use my paid time off because I'm I'm really I'm really stingy when it comes to my paid time off. Yeah. Um, I need to be. But. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I that was really the only reason that I took this major shift, um, and it just you know it's it's freed up a lot of time. So now that I have, um, and hopefully with. Uh, with union negotiations for a contract coming up in December, I might be able to get, um, I had four years of seniority that were kind of taken away just because I hadn't worked in, um, in this specific location for the previous four years or the four years prior that I started with the company. Um, which, you know, any other company you work for, whether it's, you know, American airlines or, you know, the military or whatever, you know, you get to keep that time. You get to keep, it's all, you know, stays with you, your experience. Um, Whereas, you know, for this place, when we unionized, it didn't, uh, it didn't transfer over. I mean, it, it did before, but once we unionized, they were like, okay, well, we don't want you to keep that seniority. And it was kind of worded in a way that where it took it away from us, uh, for those of us that had transferred. So I'm hoping that maybe I can get my four years back, um, in December with the renegotiations. And, um, once that hopefully happens, then I'll be able to get a good spot on, you know, working days nice. with weekends off. So, um, but yeah, next year, um, I'm planning on maybe doing, you know, two times the two X trifecta and then hopefully I can travel for a little bit. I know next year I definitely want to have, I and mean, this is, this is the first time in since 2015 that I'm not doing, uh, Montana. Yeah. And I mean, it's just... I'm sure Health wise, it, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I keep seeing all the pay, posts yeah. with the, the medals. The medals are freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, so cool. But I mean, it's like, I got to look at my health. Yeah. You know, I want that three times trifecta. I still have the, the possibility of doing that if I hit Tahoe. Yeah. Um, like I said, BeastNet's already been invited to, to Tahoe as part of Media Day. Yeah. So I could, if I was going to do that, and I w I've been debating on whether or not I was going, if I did that, I could do the, the, the Beast in Tahoe. And I've never done the Tahoe race. Yeah. So it would be kind of cool to finally do that. Um, I hate missing Montana because it's like my, I know I live in Washington and Seattle, but the, Montana's like my homecoming race. Yeah. Because that's where I started. Yeah. So, and for people who listen, they know me. I started there because I don't plan. 
I don't do research. <laughs> I don't do research. I had no idea what a beast was. I was just like, oh, Spartan race. They're all the same, right? Let's go to this one in Montana. Yeah. 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 But, but I have a medal that no one will ever see again. So I'll show you when we're done. The 2015, it's a circle with spears coming out of it. I think I saw that one. Yeah. Wasn't that the Founders one? Yeah, that's the yeah. Founders race. That's yeah. the Montana 2015. Yeah. And I think that was one of the last Founders races they ever did. That's crazy. So, so we're, we're over an hour already. So. Oh, wow. Is there anything you want to say to our listeners in closing? I mean, what, what would you say to someone who's thinking about going for their first Spartan race? Do it. Just, just go do it. I mean, you know, you're never going to... You're never going to experience it by just watching people do it, no, you know, you know, just watching them on TV going, man, that's so crazy. I'm, you know, I'm, I can't, I can't do anything like that. That was me years ago mm-hmm. and now I'm doing it. And, you know, the whole point is to just get out there and try it, get out there and try it. And, you know, honestly, I think the bug will bite you. There's so many, I see so many people out there doing this and I think it's just because they got out and tried it. They were just curious. For the most part, I think a lot of the people that I see out there in the races, you know, I see a lot of, you know, honestly, like this one, I saw a lot of, um, I don't want to say elderly, but, you know, I saw a lot of people. Yeah, there were a lot of older, um, older generations. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I saw a lot of older generations out there. And then, you know, I saw some people that, um, you know, I saw a lot of people that were, um, where I started, you know, pushing maybe 400 pounds, yeah. you know, and, and honestly good on them, man, because that's, I couldn't imagine getting out and doing a super at, you know, what I was when I first started doing these things. I started out small, you know, I did, you know, like I said, the, the yeah. rugged maniac and the, you know, all that. And that's when I was at 370, you know, and, and that was really tough for me then just to do a 5k. You know, and here I am now doing, you know, eight miles and 10Ks and stuff like that. And, and a beast soon. Yeah, and a beast. And then a marathon. And then a marathon. Oh, jeez. Um, but, uh, no, I would say just get out there and challenge yourself. Push yourself. You know, um, see what you're made of. If not, you know, if not for anybody else, just do it for you. Yeah. Just for, you know, just to see where you're at. And, you know, you know, just build up the courage to do it. Sign up. Sign up early. Please sign up early. Save yourself. Save yourself the money. Yeah. And, you know, and if you get hooked, volunteer. Volunteer. Yeah, volunteer and, and get free races. Yeah, and get free races. And uh, so, really, that's as, as simple as I could get. Just do it. Yeah. You know? Sorry, Nike. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, I tell people all the time, and it's one of those things that, you know, I, I've been that last racer. I've also been, you know, like the bottom few percent of my, my age group, everything else. But... What I always tell everyone, I still beat everybody that sat on the couch. Yeah, exactly. I beat everyone that didn't even try. Yep. So it, it's, and that's what it's about. For me, I know, I mean, 20 years ago, could I have been like one of the elites? Probably not. I've never been that fast. That's why I played baseball. I'm a sprinter. I could sprint for 90 feet. But that was it. Yeah, endurance running. No. Sorry. That's why I was a baseball player. Because I could, if I hit a double, I was, I was, I needed my inhaler. I mean, <laughs> so it, it was. That's kind of the thing for me. I, I, I know I'm not that quick, but I know I, I can beat everybody that's out on the couch. Yeah. Just getting out there and doing it. Um, 
says everything. So yeah, I I did actually um, Sunday after the race when I got home, I turned into one of those. I sat on the couch and I watched the broadcast of the elites, and that was where I turned into the you know the armchair Spartan, and I was like, man, I wish I could do that. That'd be awesome. Is there a day if I, in training could I could I get to that point maybe? Maybe yeah. But, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's like I tell you, my best time in high in, in junior high. I was able to run a 7.12 mile. And do you know what I did after I finished that 7.12 mile? I puked and passed out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can... And, and that, that tells you anything. I was able to hold the 7.12 for one mile. Yeah, that's... And that's, then I puked and passed out. Yeah, that's me at 13 minutes. So, I mean, and that's it. I mean, that was junior high. And I mean, I was 100... And, I wrestled in junior high at 130 pounds. And I was 115 so yeah, I mean, I was tiny. I was I, I had that you know, I could do that. But you know, by high school, I'd blown a knee already. I you know, I was a mountain biker. That was my thing, and a lot of people don't know that. My 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 passion was mountain biking, and then uh, after knee injuries and everything else, yeah. I just it was like, and that's the one thing I've always worried about Spartan. I, that's why I love the beast. Is you know, I, and that's kind of what killed me on mountain biking. I blew my knee. By the time my knee healed, I didn't know anybody anymore. Yeah. So there's nobody to go mountain biking with. Mm-hmm. It's like that year and a half, two years it took my knee to heal. Everybody was like, you know, that, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Or it was like they, they disappeared. There was no Facebook back then. You couldn't keep following people. And yeah. be like, yeah. hey, my knee's healed. Let's go do this. You know, numbers have changed, everything like that. And yeah. I lost such. So it was kind of, you know, that's what I love about the beast. Is it's like, you know, I've had a couple injuries. And I've seen other people that have had multiple, you know, had injuries. And the, the group keeps them going. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the group, I'm pretty sure my foot injury would have ended my career. I would have been done. I don't think I would have come back. Yeah. But the group kept telling me, hey, come on, let's do this. You're still going to Hawaii. You're still doing this. And Sure, I'm doing Hawaii to boot. That's the best decision ever. <laughs> but, you know, and if it wasn't for the group pushing me and the pace, it's amazing. So yeah. that's why that's one of the reasons I love the beast. Yeah. So. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys introduced me to it because... I knew you'd be a great one. Yeah. You'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I definitely, definitely enjoy it. Just don't bring that D with you. She's crazy. Oh, she doesn't like mud runs anyway. She likes regular 5Ks. She's, she's a princess. <laughs> she just doesn't like getting dirty, that's all. And she's married to you? <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah. a whole other conversation for a different podcast. Um. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, she's definitely not listening to this. <laughs> And for those that don't know, I've literally known Don since preschool, and Dee is his sister, and she's basically like my little sister. She has a scar on her face that she got when she was two or three, and there's been a debate for 30-something years on whether I did it or Don did it. I still hear about that debate. Yeah, I did it. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of us pushed her off the bed while we were all jumping off the beds, and she smashed her face into the heater, so... But, you know, so that's it. When I make fun of D, that's why I've known them, the, the family, for years. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. It's been a blast. Oh, thanks for having this me, was, Mike. This was a lot of fun. This was a great episode. Yeah. We definitely got to do this again. Yes, so. please. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.